Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Yeah! hey Hey! We're back, baby. We are the original duo rides again. The original duo rides again. What was that? Help me out with German stuff, Bjorn. Hey, hey firstly, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I got my full for the for our viewers at home. I got my full Bayern gear on because if you can't beat them, join. It's very so nice. I go real Bayern this week. I got. I'm wearing a tablecloth as a shirt. Is my sort of yeah, is. that is that is the that is the quintessential German tablecloth. Yeah, that cloth. or the other one's the white and blue one, the white and blue sort of design, I think, or something. Essentially, the Bayern Munich colors. But but so it just came to me. What do you know? There was like a Paul Breitner was an actor for a while back in the seventies, if you remember. And yeah, he, I he do was, remember he, that actually. He, he was that a was, cowboy, right? Wasn't he, he was a, cowboy? a cowboy? Yes. What was it? True. It was called like Goodbye Tommy or something. What was the name of his cowboy? What was series? the name of the movie? He was like a character. Uh, it was like Goodbye Freddy or something oh crazy in German. Like that. This is just, you're just springing this on me now. <laughs> yeah. Could, uh, you were around. Uh, I just read about this. So this is all. I was there. around. I do remember this. Um, I'm going to go uh, Paul Breitner. For those of you who don't know, Paul Breitner is a legendary German player. He played for Bayern Munich, played for the German national team. He was famous for having a big fro. He was like a hippie Yeah, he guy. was very bearded, very bearded. Yeah. Uh, and also kind of was uh, um, famous, for, there, famous right? for being, yeah, politically uh, out out there and outspoken, you know, more so than most, uh, most soccer players. Um, Which nowadays is not that big. Like most people are like that nowadays, I guess. But at the time, at the time, know. it was not as popular. Oh, uh, Potato Fritz! Potato Potato Fritz is the name <laughs> of the movie. Montana what? Trap, I guess in English. It has a the IMDb rating is four point six out of ten. Hey, that means it's a winner. It's not winner super. In my book. Uh, uh yeah but that was it yeah i do remember that being a thing that was a little bit it's 1976 so i was alive but i did not see a lot of movies yet <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't you didn't call movie phone at the time no get i do to, not i, I potato fritz starring paul Breitner. this was before there was no movie phone in germany in 1976 yeah. that was uh more of a new york in the 90s thing no it's uh right. so i am aware of this but i have not seen it i cannot report uh i cannot give you any insights me neither, but I and, and I think it was a out. one, and I really think it was a one-time thing. I don't think it was a series. I think it was just just one. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading an article about her potato farmer Fritz moves to Wild West with his fellow German immigrants. Bandits pretending to be Native Americans on the warpath besiege them. Yeah, and probably, to steal some gold. probably uh, uh, off offensive in in many ways. Many, many this, ways. This, many, this many film. ways. Probably not. Uh, Paul Breitner plays yeah. Sergeant Stark. Sergeant Stark. Sergeant, Sergeant Stark. Stark. 
Uh, Potato Fritz, played by Hardy Krueger. Uh, that's a good sort of actor name. Uh, Stephen Boyd, Friedrich von Lederbuhr, Anton Diffring, Arthur Braus, Louise Barbu, <laughs> and Don von Husen. Now that's an all star cast. Hadi Kluger, I definitely remember as a as an actor. I don't know. Well, he's Potato Fritz. Other, I don't know about these other people. He hasn't been Potato Fritz. I don't remember any of these other people. Yeah, he was in Barry Lyndon. Uh, he was in A Bridge Too Far. Hardy Kruger, a dude had a career. And he passed away oh, yeah, yeah. Barry a few Linden, months ago right. in Palm Springs, away. California. So rest in he peace. Just, he just just passed away recently? Yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. at him. He passed away in 2022 in, in Palm Springs. So I oh, guess he was, a, he, was at, he was based in this area. Well, oh, Paul, Paul, Breitner, Paul Breitner is still alive. Alive I hope and so. kicking. I yeah. hope so. Paul Breitner came to New I mean, York back in the as day. A f- as a as a according to Wikipedia, we hope nothing <laughs> happened this evening. Yeah, this evening, <laughs> think, please, please. We think he's still he's only seventy. I mean, he's he's uh, younger than my parents. So yeah, and also you know you'd, you'd think if you lived an athlete's life, you're relatively healthy, but it's not necessarily the case. It's not really, I'm not not always, but yeah, hopefully he's looking good. He's looking skinny. He he's uh, yeah. he continues to be uh, uh, yeah, he continues to work. He came to New York as part of Bayern Munich's initial New York invasion back in like 2014 after the World Cup or whatever. And Bayern Munich built had offices in New York and they had like a contingent of like 80 or 90 people come by. And it was like Giovanni Elber and I think the executive management there. And then Paul Brighton just came too because he's like a club um, ambassador or whatever. I, I, uh, I remember him as a player from being having like really sort of very skinny legs and kind of short skinny legs and so we would uh that was kind of a joke that we would do as kids like if you had a long shirt on you would just have the long shirt on, and then like pull your pants down below your butt or whatever and then just walk around and be like paul white now <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like it would be obvious it's like oh yeah that's paul white now oh that guy's paul breitnering over there that's like an adjective <laughs> or just a verb yeah, that's that's exactly Dude, that paul breitnered all day on sunday my pants I, were way too uh, long uh yeah that's probably yeah. what we uh what we would have done yeah. A little respect to Paul Breitner here for the Schitzel Boys. We love the fact that you did westerns or one. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely it's a, if you don't if you don't know who he is, it's worth looking up and looking at his, his impressive seventies hair <laughs> all around, all around his face. All right, it's got a little smaller in his, his, old, his adulthood, but essentially it's still the same concept. I think he's still well. He's yeah. I mean, I guess I, that that was an all time. You know, the seventies. Seventies, eighties were just were an all time peak for hair. Like people were just like letting it letting it sprout. All we're we're not as uh, uh, we're not as accepting. Of, and now of, no one has hair. hair. We're way too no stressed. One, people, so no one has uh, hair. No one has hair. Oh, people. Well, you don't have hair on your head, but yeah. Well, but I also assume... also body also body hair. It's like people have people sh- shave their body yeah. hair. Men much more than in the seventies. It was like let it go. Hair, 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 hair yeah. everywhere. I'm all about they that. Made I'm a, still about they that. made a musical about it. you know you're aware they made a musical about that. And then and then an extra aware because they made a sequel to that musical that I'm sure many many people don't know. What called hair, Dude? Hair the musical was called Hair. It was a big hit, and then they made a sequel to the musical called Dude, which was on Broadway for like three performances before it closed. Dude. Yep. You're yeah, talking sounds... with the trivia master here. Hair is a not as catchy. Uh, Age of Aquarius. They should have right? just called it. Should have just called it Hair Two. 
Yeah, they should have called it hairier or something. Hair like again. Hair again. More hair. Let the sun shine. <laughs> Even Let more hair. Let the sun shine in the sun. The sun shine shine in. It's the Schnitzel Boys. Schnitzel Boys music yeah. and movie hour. Uh, we should do a movie club where we find an obscure soccer player that's in some movie. Franz Beckenbauer is in Escape to Victory, I believe. I could be wrong about that. That's right. no, or where was he? He had a small part of. Wait, that's the Victory. Pele, the Pele that's movie. The Pele movie, right? Did Franz Beckenbauer uh, play one of the evil like Nazi guards? In, or and Sylvester Stallone is. He's a goalkeeper in it, and yeah. Michael Michael Kine, Michael Kine, Michael Kine did it. He plays the British captain. Escape what? It's called Escape. Post- well, it's called Victory, I think, here in the United States, but in England it was called Escape to Victory. It's a much bigger hit in England than it is here in the States because it was sort of obscure here. Uh, but it's a movie right. with Pele. When I lived in Brazil as a teenager, Pele was the star of a um, telenovela. He played a priest. So he was, yeah, that. he was very, very good marketing, very good marketing person. The dude was around, always looking for money. No okay, Beckenbauer, anyway. no Beckenbauer in that movie. No, was he in a different? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Who knows? Who knows? I'm busy, thinking of? Uh, he was too busy hanging out in Studio 54 doing coke and <laughs> with Henry Kissinger. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a great documentary, by the way. Have you ever seen it called uh, uh, Once in a Lifetime? The New York. Oh, the Cosmos one. Oh, yeah, it's a great. It's a great movie. Great documentary. Yeah, I mean, it was just. It was movie. like those guys. Yeah, those guys were just the the kings of the kings of New York City. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, I mean, they would hang out in the clubs and do drugs and have as Dance much and, sex yeah. as they wanted. And I mean, uh, yeah, Franz Beckenbauer throughout his life, in interviews, you would ask him about his time in New York, and his eyes would glaze over, and right. he would just be like, "It was just the best." Like he, he's why he's why like shiny and people like that go to the states because Franz Beckenbauer's like it's amazing. Go. It's like oh my god, there's going to yeah. be but Studio Fifty Four no longer exists. No. Unfortunately. and that whole culture doesn't exist anymore. It's not as much. I mean, I think you could still probably do drugs and have sex in New York City if if that's where, if that's where your mind's at. But Henry Kissinger's not going to be there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It's, that's not. I don't think. I don't think that's a, a key. It's not a key. Component. That's a deal breaker for me. For me, you that's could, a deal breaker. For you, oh, maybe not. Kissinger, if you're gonna, breaker. if you're gonna do drugs and have sex, it will only, only if Henry Kissinger is in only the city. Henry Kissinger, the man, the Franciscana or whatever, wherever he's from. He's from the Franconian. <laughs> Henry Kissinger is a big fan of. I want to say Gortefurt, because right? it's club. And Henry Kissinger was a big, big soccer. Like he's why soccer was a big hit here in the seventies. He like made it happen. And Henry Kissinger was also a really influential. Re- Do you know the story? Henry, without Henry Kissinger, Pele would have never come to New York. Do you know the story? I don't. So in the seventies, little again, U.S. soccer history time. And this is from the Cosmos documentary, so you might have heard it already. But essentially, yeah. like uh, Steve Ross on the Cosmos of the time, who was oh, yeah, yeah. The owner of the Warner Brothers, he was like. The then Bill Gates, Elon, he was like one of the big American billionaires at the time. Although back then, they, I think they were only millionaires. And uh, he like calls, like, let's get this Pele guy up. Come on, Pele. And then uh, uh, they went down to Brazil, offered him a lot of money. And Brazil was like, no, he's a national treasure. We need to keep him here. Stay here, stay here, stay here. So then Steve Ross was friends with, I think he worked with, or was very close to, to Norman Rockefeller, who was the vice president at the time. Under under um, who's the president of the mid seventies? This was under Gerald Ford, maybe I think, or, or under Nixon, one of them. I, let's, I think it's under Ford. Norman Rockefeller was maybe the VP, 
I could be a little wrong with this. Normal called back. He's like, I don't care about soccer. I don't care about this guy coming in here. Like, I don't. Why would I pressure Brazil? However, there's a guy in my staff who is a fan, and he wants to help out. His name is Henry Kissinger. And Henry Kissinger was Secretary of State at the time. And then, and then New York Cosmos got a call from Brazil or from Santos or whoever, and said, "We are going to sell you Pele for the betterment of the relationship between Brazil and the United States." So Henry Kissinger called. The Brazilian head office and like said, send us like he convinced that he must have given him some back or something, maybe a secret or two, <laughs> whatever he was, whatever shady <laughs> stuff he was doing in South America. And uh, he gave he co- made the Brazilian government convince Pele to come to New York after they tried not to. So Henry Kissinger was very instrumental in Pele coming to New York. And then if Pele never came to New York, NASL probably would have never been as big of a hit as it was. And that would not have led to what soccer is like today. So we have a lot to thank Henry Kissinger for. We have plenty to maybe not thank him for, but we have plenty to thank him for as far as the U.S. As far as like three Americans crushing it in the English Premier League yesterday with Leeds destroying Chelsea. That all started with Henry Kissinger calling Brazil. I mean, (laughs) he doesn't take he doesn't take all the credit. There was a big lull. It's not like this. It's not like the. It's not like the trajectory of soccer in this country i mean there was like after the yeah. nasl folded anyway however what i will say is the nasl is why soccer became a suburban sport it's why there's a soccer mom thing it, the, the 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 u.s national teams of the 90s the sort of the first teams actually could compete that was all because of the nasl that was like the after product i would say like the aftermath like uh, john harks tony miola and one or two other guys were ball boys for the new york cosmos so mm-hmm. like and Mike Windishman, who was the captain of the 1990 U.S. Men's National Team, when Franz Beckenbauer comes to New York, he's the little kid holding the welcome banner uh, at the airport. You know, oh. He later captained the 1990 U.S. team. So there is a correlation. Like Without the NASL, there would not be what soccer is today, in my opinion, here in the States. All right. Well, I let, That's just my little soapbox. I refuse, to, I refuse to give Kissinger any credit for anything. Beckham right, sucks. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Teach their own. Teach their own. Anywho, anywho, <laughs> soccer and German Americans and all that stuff. This is our stuff. Let's talk what happened this past week. We had a lot of stuff. We had, I think. Well, we, we can uh, we can take the fall off and uh, we can f- start focusing on the World Cup. The Bundesliga season is already over. Uh, three games. Three games in. We uh, we we. I'm I I take full blame i guess for hyping for for spreading these ideas of other teams perhaps being competitive this year i had ho- i had these ideas of uh of uh, leipzig leverkusen dortmund some somebody emerging as a contender but not to be all not not even one all three of them lost. all three of them are disappointed all three of them <laughs> lost well, Bayern, Bayern Leverkusen has won, has lost all of their games so far. They're like beyond. Yeah, they've been they've been very disappointing. They're eliminated and, uh, from the cup, and then they have three Bundesliga losses under their belt, right? Or is it what, how they do? All uh, the no, cup? they won. Wait, no, I think That's, they tied. No, they true? lost because it's like the first time Bayern Leverkusen lost four in a row ever. Um, they so lost they three nothing. Oh no, you are correct. Yeah, they yeah. lost. Uh, they lost all their games. Uh, only by goal differential are they separated from the other team that lost all their games. And What's who that might that be? Called? VFL, VFL, Bochum. VFL, Bochum. Yeah, I, uh, Bochum. I was definitely worried about this year. 
I thought we, you know, we lost a lot of players. We didn't replace them quite adequately, I thought. And it is, it's, it's, it's getting late early in the words of, in the words of Yogi Berra. So for Bochum, it's getting late early for, for, um, Thomas Reis subbed out three quarters of his back line for this game against Bayern. And, uh, yeah, seven, seven, zero. Well, we talked, was it last? No, we texted. And texted. I was like, because I, so I was watching Borussia Dortmund, Werder Bremen. It was, a, yeah. it was a very boring game. Like Derek Ray, you know, you know, Derek Ray did all the stuff he loved where he, he said all, all these German terms, very loud and proud. Over and he called it an, Ah, but what did he call? It? He called it an Arbeitssieg. This is a real, this is a real Arbeitssieg, which means work win or so whatever it's called, hardworking yeah. win. And it was a slog of a two nothing. It was eight ninth minute, and I wanted to go see what my my boy Pepe was up to over at Augsburg. So I, I switch. I'm like, this game's done. I switched over to Augsburg, and Pepe got the ball. He tried to score. He was offside, but he held the ball. He does exist. He is real. He's there. He's on the field. Um, and then I go on Reddit, and they're like, "Wow, a three goal implosion!" Ba 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 ba. And I was like, "Are they joking?" And I went on and look at the result. Werder Bremen won three to two. They yep. got three goals in stoppage time, essentially. One in the eighty ninth, one in eighty ninth, and then two. Yeah, the, and it's the... like, what the? F- it's like Dortmund. You're the only like <laughs> week three, and you're already off the pace. Bayern Just... is the only team with with. Um, yeah, and then then so I texted you, and I said. It's up to Bochum to stop Bayern München and slow them down. And you're like, I'm doubtful of that. Yeah, and no sure chance. Enough, no, I didn't say doubtful. <laughs> I said there's no chance. There's no I chance. Said, I said the best case scenario is a two-goal loss. That would be the most that, – that is the, the, the my highest hope. No, but and, it, was a, uh, it was more the worst-case scenario. The seven It was loss. more the worst – yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is pretty much the worst-case scenario. I mean, Bayern um, München isn't challenged by anybody in this league. It's just It's just – you can say all you want. You can release the new league, but Bayern mentioned right back to well, its old ways of like being unchallenged. Bochum, Bochum beat them last season at home, right. which is, uh, uh, and I think that also, I just there's just no way that's going to happen two years in a row. <laughs> I mean, like no. let's be enjoy while you get them. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're going to beat them. Uh, uh, yeah, and it was yeah, it was not. I mean, it was over quickly. I only I only watched the first half. I couldn't. Right. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a long it's going to be a long season for Bochum, and it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the at the table, you don't think. I mean, Mönchengladbach, Union Berlin did well, Mainz, but none of those teams are gonna. No, they're all middle. Are going to be contenders. Once and again, the people hate- the people that we were counting on have already really let us down. Yeah, Bochum, Dortmund has six points. Uh, Leipzig has two points, RB Leipzig. Uh, Leverkusen has zero points. Those were the three teams that we thought could contend. And here we not. are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. I mean, it's early days, quote unquote. So who knows? Maybe those. But again, it's like, it's, what's what's the phrase? Like the definition of insanity? Uh, doing the same thing over and over doing again. Doing the same thing over and result. over it's like you call. I mean, you know, you called it credit where credit is due. I said no. Bayern might be vulnerable. The midfield is weak. Other other teams have improved. Uh, I had hope, and it's not looking like it's not looking good. Systematic, systematic. 
And uh, the problem isn't Bayern. People are like Bayern's the problem. Bayern's not the problem. Bayern no, are doing Bayern's great. Not the problem. Bayern are doing what they they have to go compete against Real Madrid and Barcelona and Liverpool and Man City. They're doing Juventus. They're doing it right. It, 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 my issue is Dortmund, Leverkusen, and Leipzig. What are they doing? You know, they need to have a bigger club mentality. And if systematically they need to be better enabled, then so be it. You got to figure it out. There is this new. DFB president or vice president. I brought her up before. I always forget her name. Donna something or other. I should remember. I think I put her in our last video we did. But she assumed the position about six months ago to a year ago, and she's bringing up the same things I'm bringing up. She's like, something needs to give. It can't just be this over and over again. you know. So so I like what she's saying, and they just got to figure some things out. They got to find a way to... Make it a little more competitive up top because you know the rest of the league is fine. Like Eintracht Frankfurt, the the relegation battle is fine. When like Eintracht Frankfurt won the Europa League last year, so the other clubs are still winning titles. You know, uh, RB Leipzig won the cup. So there's other stuff going on, but the very top of the table, winning the league, it's not like what, what kind of league is it if it's guaranteed to be the same team every year? You know what I mean? What kind of league is that? Yeah, Michael, Michael, I think it was Michael Cox on Twitter who suggested that Bayern should just start uh, right. every game one nil down penalty goal. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> we got to come up with ideas, is what I'm saying. What the reality is, like, like, club. I don't know if it's a legal policy. But what are you? But what is the what is the idea that is? I mean, yeah, you got to, the other teams got to get by. It's not about making Bayern worse. It's about the, the other, other teams. The other teams better. have to stop selling their best players to Bayern München. That's probably first and foremost. I mean that that's number one. So like, if if Werder Bremen or RB Leipzig, like RB Leipzig was guilty of this quite a bit, and Dortmund also in the past, it's like if they if they have great players, sell to England, make your money there. Sell to Spain, sell to Juventus. Don't sell to Bayern. Let Byron go find their own players the way you find them. Let Byron go scout. Let Byron go to Eastern Europe. And, you know, um, like I, I know it's only a small thing, but stuff like that. You're gonna make like in in um, England right now. Christian Pulisic is being touted as maybe going to Manchester United, but Chelsea's like, no, we don't sell to our rivals. None of our players can go to Manchester United. And it's like, okay, it's a club policy. Borussia Dortmund, take note. You know, Bayer Leverkusen, take note. Uh, RB Leipzig, take note. Um, <clears throat> don't sell to your rivals. Uh, just sell, you know, there's plenty of options overseas to sell your players. Or here's a better idea. Pay them money and keep them, which is also something I harp on. You know, keep your players. Stop being so obsessed by letting them move on. Um, <clears throat> you know, just small things like that. Just, you know, you know, Blue I got a. I uh, I got your job is to be more competitive. So figure it I out. I got another. I got another idea. What is it, my friend? Don't give up three goals in stoppage time to teams that just got promoted. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. With that super duper defense, with what's his face, um, Nicholas Zula, who looked pretty rough, I think, coming off the bench. He still hasn't really fit in there yet. I really. I. I yeah. I believed in him too. Mats Hummels well, is too old. I've said this once. I've said it before. You can't win anything with Bayern's trash. Bayern's trash. <laughs> you were you were right. I was wrong. Here we no, are. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I'm saying that. Right. I, I had high. That. I had high hopes. I had high hopes for this season. I was excited about all those. I mean, RB Leipzig gets just gets like slaughtered by Union Berlin. They have a good they have a good lineup. I mean, Timo Werner yeah. should have had a should have had a penalty early on. So there's right. that. 
Jordan but, uh, is crushing it. Union Like Again, Union Berlin is doing yeah. great. I love what Berlin is doing. Player of the – yeah, but they're not going to contend for the title. No, but they have the same mentality that Dortmund does. You know, Union Berlin sells their players for big money and then finds really good budget replacements like a Jordan Pifak. He came from Switzerland and he plugged right in. That's what Union Berlin should do. That's not what Dortmund should do, though, but that's right. what they do too. They sell off their players and try to find budget replacements all the time. It doesn't create stability, you know. And then Anthony Modest, uh, it's early days. I still believe in Anthony Modest, a great club legend at Cologne. He's great. He still needs to find his feet at Dortmund. You know, it's uh, maybe yeah, they're mean, a little he... unlucky because that was sort of a, a panic buy for Sebastian Haller a little bit late in the season. So they're, they're a little unlucky that way. But again, like that's an Union Berlin Eintracht Frankfurt mentality. Sign someone on a free, find your but like really scout your way to success. That's because they're smaller budgeted clubs. But if but you're he, Germany's yeah. number two club, that can't also be your mentality. You know, that's right. my, that's all I'm trying to say. True. Yeah. And uh, well, you, you you said stability. I think that is that's that's another thing. Like Dortmund, this coaching change now looks a little looks dubious. I mean, they did have. Uh, uh, um, they didn't have a, a terrible season. They obviously had some problems defensively, but I guess the the you know the coaches felt like oh I'm not they're not supporting me so I'm out. Right. And now they've got Terzic, which is I don't know what are his credentials. What is what makes him so? And you know he seemed to like really you know he he tried they tried to park the bus with a with a two zero lead and it turns out they didn't have a bus to park. So right. then it's it's not I mean. It's 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 from top to bottom, right? There's sort of right. there's a management that doesn't that can't keep can't keep players. I mean, the keeping players thing I think is always, uh, you know, I have always a, have a little bit of a different take. Like you don't get if 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 he if you don't move him on a couple of years in, Erling Haaland doesn't come to Dortmund to begin with. Like it's right. only he only goes there in order to leave after a few seasons. But I think in general, your point's well taken that there is no stability, no sort of long-term consistent vision. It's just kind of like, uh, yeah, like you're saying, sort of this, oh, well, this didn't go as well, so let's get a new coach and versus sort Flip of building something, building something for the long term with some kind of Yeah, they're uh, like house flippers. Vision, flip. yeah. Kind of like RB Leipzig too, like – Salantino Van and bringing in Kunku. They're doing great. Like, and Kunku is a great player, but but I guarantee you they're just looking to sell him at the end of the year. He's going on England or something. Or or Bayern München, probably. And Kunku's next stop is maybe Bayern München. I'm and impressed. It's like, no, don't sell I'm, him to Bayern München. I'm impressed that he's still there. And I mean, if you look yeah. at that Leipzig lineup, they should be good. Like they're on 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 paper, they're quite solid. They have, you know, David. David Raum on the left is amazing. Right. Conrad Leimer is a is a great midfield runner. Apparently, I mean, I was kind of just assuming he was going to Bayern, but it looks like he's not. And Timo's just coming in in Kunku. I think that is a good team on right. paper. I'm also not sure about Tedesco as a coach. We'll see right. how he how he uh, how he. I does. have to eat crow about that. He did great last year. I was very suspect of him. And I even called him like one of the worst coaches in music history or some crap. And then people just ripped me apart for it in the comments, which you're allowed to, which is fine. I get it. And um, <laughs> uh, he did great. He turned him around and turned RB Leipzig in the team that was supposed to be last year. So all credit to him. Like he was actually pretty good. But now now I'm starting to see what he did at Schalke happen all of a sudden now. They're 
they've only gotten a couple ties in and they're still getting their feet wet a little bit. It's still early yeah, days with we'll them. See. It is. Yeah. It's, but, it's early days. It, unfortunately, you know, with Bayern the way they are, you just don't have a lot of room for error. It's like, you're no, going to, you know, it's like three yeah. games in uh, uh, Leipzig. They have a seven point gap. gap already. Yeah. Are, like, mentioned is let one goal gonna, in and they scored. How 50. are you going to, yeah. yeah. How are you going to make that up? You're, it's just, it's just not, even if you have a great rest of the, rest of the year, yeah. Um, yeah, we're already looking just... at Bayern München trying to drop points, and they and they're not anywhere close. They're looking totally infallible. So, I mean, yeah, Sadio Mane. I mean, if Sane looked good against he's if he's getting it together. I mean, that team. Yeah, I'm still kind of wondering about the 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 Zabitza Kimmich double pivot, but Kimmich looked great. Yeah, who knows? Zabitza has been looking good. I mean, Kimmich has been looking. looking he's been looking. He's been looking solid, yeah. Matthias de Licht is uh, is a is just a uh, uh, a bruiser of a guy, I guess. I didn't right. really uh, appreciate that previously. What a physical presence that guy is! So, yeah, I mean, and Bo Bochum is not. They have, yeah. I mean, there's so much turnover, and they really. I I'm. I wish I just had any kind of faith that that is gonna turn around but they have they really could very easily become this year's this year's Kreuter Fürth and I yeah. hope that's I hope that's not true but so far I've seen little uh I've seen little that makes me makes me hopeful for them. So yeah. yep here we well, are I have to do up one again real quick. The other thing about you said top to bottom it could it could be Zwanziger. Right, is that his name? No, no, Vatska. Sorry, Theo Svanska. Oh, Vatska, the, the yeah, Vatska, Joachim Vatska, the, the, the director. You know, it could be just his policies. And because Marco Rosa was a great coach, he still is a great coach. They got their hands on a really good coach and they got him early and they kind of said goodbye to their season. They brought him in and they gave him one year. And it's yeah. like clearly he wasn't supported the way he's supposed to be supported. Like, Marco and, Rosa and, is uh, a dude who can start a project. Let give him the reins, let him do his project, you know. And offensively, they had an incredible season. I mean, it's not like right. nothing was working for them. I mean, it was very obviously, I made fun of them a lot for just being so wildly unbalanced, right? So uh, and uh, because they were, they did not, they just didn't defend, but but it wasn't like they totally tanked. I mean, they were they were second and they had a great offensive year. And I think, I think he, yeah, I, I agree, I don't think he deserved to get fired. And uh, and I guess you didn't. In fairness, he didn't get fired. He was just sort of uh, like, well, I do, it seems like you you don't. It seems like right. you. I don't have your support. So then you know, may as well just pack it in. And I guess that is, yeah. I guess I guess you're right. That is a question of 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 the from the top being like, this is our project, and we're we're sticking by it. And and they put in Terzic, who's just a yes man. He's just a club man, a company. And who is yeah, yes who sort of is 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 popular with the fans. And but right. we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah, obviously it is still early. Dortmund is only three three points behind Bayern, so they're still yeah they're still. You know. Still maybe in it. And I mean, this maybe was and this was a up. crazy, and I mean, this was sort of a, a fluky, a fluky thing, maybe. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's still obviously a lot, but it it just it felt like this weekend felt like oh, we're three we're three games in, and it's it's the same same as the same procedure as last year. Bye bye. 
Uh, let's survive. But so, but that's that. Let's talk a couple positive things. So Union Berlin with Jordan Pifak is scoring. Yeah. Americans are scoring again. We have Haji Wright scoring in Turkey. We got Josh Sargent scoring in the championship all of a sudden now. He started scoring. Oh, Josh Sargent is, is scoring? Oh. He scored a brace in his last game. He scored a Amazing. goal before that. He scored a brace in his last game. Who knows that if you make the league slower and lower the level, he'll start scoring again. <laughs> start scoring all of a sudden. This, this, this is just – this is – it's uh yeah, it's the the age old the age old problem for the US national team, an abundance of options no, at the number nine. nine position. Who can we choose? Can so we choose? many Brendan Aronson scored. I was a number Brendan nine. Aronson he scored a great goal. Uh, catch a penalty uh, there. Uh, and then, Jesus, and then Jesus, Jordan, the big new Jesus Ferreira scored. Jesus Dallas, Ferreira and keeps keeps scoring. Brandon yeah. Vasquez is just or Vasquez, Vasquez is, just is coming out of nowhere. Fire. Yeah. Uh, but MLS doesn't count, right? Anyway, it doesn't look uh, like it doesn't. It, Jesse Zardes may not make the squad. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. But uh, Jordan Pifak is scoring in the Bundesliga, though. So he's scoring at the highest level. And he went to Berlin, and I was like, interesting. And he just, like a glove, just slipped right in. I think he goal scored and, goal and he scored assist. Three yeah. of the last four goals, goal and assist, I think. Uh, three of the last four games. And uh, Jordan Pifak. Slip it in right like a glove again. Give it up to Union Berlin. They're doing what is right. his uh, what is his name though? Like we got a this is weird. This uh, I mean the the his the American name Sibachu Sibachu. They started they struggle to pronounce it. The ESPN announcers that have so a hard time, apparently uh, this is the whole Jordan P five name. So apparently his name is something Sebastian, such with a T. They also blah 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 Sebastian, 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 and that's his legal name. That's his passport name. That's his father's name. Jordan and apparently in the Bundesliga, typical German rules, uh, MLS doesn't have this rule that whatever you're registered at on your passport has to be the name on your jersey. That has to be your name. That there's no way around it. Not like here in MLS, where I remember when Alejandro Gamara came in. He's like, call me Kaku. So just put Kaku on the back of his jersey. And there you go. It's Kaku. In Germany, apparently, it has to be whatever your legal name is. Right. So it says Sibachu. And then his, because he's on there on his passport, similar to, to Polisic, he's on his Croatian passport. So that's why his name has the accents in the thing. And so people call him Pulisic because he's there on his passport. And that's the name you have to use for official registry. Oh, okay. However, his mother's maiden name is Pifok, I think. And. He wants to be called Jordan Pifak to his American fan base. And uh, he's like, call me Pifak. But I think that's more just for the American fan base. In Europe, I think he's perfectly fine being called Sibachu. So he's just a dude with two names. We just have to get used to that. All right. Uh, to me, that's he's Pifak. Real... It's easier to say it. That's what it's he wants real, to be called uh, on the national team. That's pro- that probably real, will be his jersey. It's a real branding. It's a branding problem. One His person, marketing team needs to get on that. One person, two names, just like that's that's <laughs> yeah, it's very very confusing. You should legally change it to PFOC if he wants to be called PFOC. Change the paperwork. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. But um, so that's good news for them. Uh, uh, Mines, uh, uh, who I went to a live game last week, I have a little soft spot for them. They've been doing pretty good. Um, right. Let me just see here. Yeah, they're like fourth or... Yeah. Werder Bremen is coming in with a bang. They're coming up in the season, doing pretty well. Schalke is doing okay. Gladbach's having a... a, I think they're starting okay. Yeah, but Mainz and... uh, Who did Mainz play over the weekend? Mainz beat Augsburg to the one. Augsburg, yeah. Augsburg also in a little bit of trouble, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Well, but they're, you know... They had five forwards. They played all five of them 
against Augsburg and they couldn't get more than one goal. Um, but yeah, you know, so the other teams I think are going okay. I, I just put my finger at a, at the big clubs like Bayer Leverkusen, RB Leipzig, Dortmund. There's three of you guys. It's on you. What are you guys doing? What do you have to share? You know, uh, our boy Pellegrino Matarazzo got a loss, unfortunately, on the weekend against Christian Streich's Freiburg. Uh, Gladbach beat Hertha, but Hertha's their disappointment rolls on. And Hoffenheim just destroying Leverkusen. What is going on at Leverkusen? Yeah. There's something going on over there, too. It's unclear. They're, uh, yeah, they're not in, not in form. They're, 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 they're the Manchester United of Germany right now. They have, oh, they have zero wins. You did not. You did not. Uh, I did just see the highlights. So I guess that that is age poorly. They look age poorly. A man, yeah, Man United is no good. <laughs> I know they're good. I think just like anything, that's an exception as opposed to the rule. They get they get they get teased too many times. Be like, we're good now. It's done. We're done. It's like, no, no, no. And this again, just like they had. Ralph Lagnick said, you need open heart surgery, not cosmetic. I mean, surgery. not that we're uh, not that we're, you know, a, pro- a Premier League podcast. But they look good today. This was not a fluky win. They looked very very solid. I mean, this is not to say, not to make any statements about the future, but it was a very that, yeah, it was a promising performance for them. Jaden Sancho, former Borussia Dortmund winger and star, had a great goal. Very great goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as England goes, the Americans, Leeds and Chelsea, great game over the weekend. I picked the right game to watch. What a fun game. Yeah, Leeds that was a good game. Destroyed was, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, yes. In the end, they did. Yes. I mean, it was little, at home. We're Leeds was fortunate. playing their game. Chelsea we're was not fortunate playing. Early, we're a little fortunate early on to not – not fall behind, but yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, Brendan Aronson is a pest. Mandy, a little cocky, too cocky. The goalie, yeah, Chelsea Aronson's goalie. Like, not, not my backyard, baby. Boom, boom, boom. Um, Jack yeah, Harrison, and, your uh, former, NYCFC former NYCFC winger, winger Jack Harrison. Harrison. And Tyler Adams, man of the match, dude. That dude was an engine. Yeah, engine. I've seen him do that before for the New York Red Bulls. That's the, and again, look at that. And, and remember, again, RB Leipzig, Domenico Tedesco, never used it much last year. And I'm like, that's his mistake. Tyler Adams is a freaking talented player. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. We don't need any blah, blah, blah. Get rid of him. We don't need him. And that's what he can do. What you saw over the weekend, that's Tyler Adams. I don't think RB Leipzig has a number six that can do, that can do that, like the way he can do that. So they got rid of a great player for no reason. Um, and that that's leads his game. Tyler Adams at his best. The dude was a freaking engine. I think he's covered more miles than anybody else in the league or close to it or second most or something. And uh, Tyler Adams is a freaking great number six. I love that they plugged. I love that they're plugging right into that league um, pretty seamlessly. And Brendan Aronson coming from Austria. He's like, screw that. I'm going to go straight to England and play a top flight. And he hasn't slowed down a, yeah. a beat. I mean, so they have the, know. they have, uh, uh, yeah, they both have qualities that translate well, the high work rate and the aggression that that'll help you no matter where you play. And they're buying and, into Jesse Marsh's formula, which is working. The the Bielsa set a good foundation, and Jesse Marsh was like, "Let's keep it going." But I think he's doing yeah. it with a friendlier touch, maybe, and that's responding well. They're to play. off. They're off to a great start. I mean, I think there will be hard times for Leeds at some point this season. I don't sure. think it's gonna. I don't think they're just gonna cruise, uh, cruise through it. Um, but so far, so good. Yeah, amazing, amazing game for them. Uh, Chelsea looks. I mean, not that we need to analyze the 
Premier League teams now. But like Tr Thomas Tuchel, since Thomas he's German, Tuchel. I think we can right. talk about we can talk, talk Thomas about him for a little bit. And yeah, is Chelsea just doesn't Chelsea spends the money, but they also do not have that sort of long term. There is there hasn't been a coach at Chelsea for three full seasons since Jose Mourinho. And right. so I even before the season, I thought that uh, that Thomas Tuchel is going to be on thin ice if this doesn't go well for them. And I think, you know, there's a new owner uh, who really seems like the caricature of an american billionaire sports sports owner this guy and like you can just imagine that he's just ready to fire tool he's like that guy you know you uh, he i wanted to, i want to get ronaldo and he right. makes me get the yeah. makes me get this kid with big hair from brighton whose name i can't pronounce like what right. is that like so i think <laughs> if they uh i think if they don't if they don't do well right away they are there it's going to be it's going to be a tough season because they have a lot of a lot of big names a lot of egos and kai Havertz is not looking like he's going to score a lot of goals this year and that that yeah we'll see we'll see christian pulisic uh, is maybe going to try to make his way out of there before this before the window's over in a week or two but where's um, where are they where's he gonna go uh it was rumored to man united i heard that too uh, but, but that yeah, the other big rumor is Newcastle. Maybe Newcastle. Mm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe he'll go back to Dortmund for a season. How about that for a crazy oh idea? How about that yeah, for a crazy idea? Um, or uh, LAFC. Yeah, it seems like that's where everybody's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go enjoy LAFC. Very cool. Yeah, so, you know, that's just a day in life of, of, of Germany. You know, um, there's a lot the to Germans. talk about other stuff. But up top, it's the same. Like, we need to fix that, right? 11 years and counting. Let's go. Mach in. All right, Dortmund, what do, you, what do you got for us? Hertha Berlin with your $400 million become a big city club. Whatever happened to that? Yeah, I can't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath for them to, <laughs> to be contenders. Someone's got to step up Ooh. and be like, we're also a big-time club, all right? So let's well, Union, do it. Union, Union Berlin, has, uh, uh, they came into the league 11th play. I think ninth place the first year, seventh the and then fifth. And so they need two more years. So they're going to be third this year, and then first next next year. I'd be fine with that. They're they're on a, they're on a two spots up every year trajectory. So they that's a good trajectory. That's, so they're not ready this year, but next year. Yeah, yeah, but th that might be a club that flies too close to the sun because I mean, imagine if they get Champions League football next year. That's just too much. They're going to get spread too thin. They're going to implode and get relegated. We'll see. The tale as old as time. I believe one Bochum was a victim to that once upon a time. Of Champions League? No, no, way. it was Europa League, but still UEFA Cup, like one year. Come on, that yeah, was but then they got relegated good. after that, and then and then took them twenty years to get back in the Bundesliga. Was the uh, last time no, they were top that's not exact. Well, that's not I mean, exactly how that exactly. went. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, they were an elevator team for a while. They were like one one year up, one year down, a couple of years, yeah. Anyway, it's upsetting. They're not. It's 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 they had such a great season last year, and then this year it just doesn't look. I'm talking about Bochum now. Well, early days, maybe promising. they'll get. I'm telling you, they need to scout MLS harder. They need to get Leeds United's looking at Kai Wagner from Philly Union. 
Why is it Bochum looking at Kai Wagner? Because there's no they they want let the, let their contract. This, so he only has one season left on the contract. At Christmas time, offer him a free contract. Let him come to Bundesliga. You don't but have that's to pay not for how it. MLS MLS wants to see the money. They're not going to let people go to the Bundesliga on a free. Come on, it's not up to them. The contract is over. Bosman ruling. Sure. I looked it up. Kai Wagner's well, contract ends at can't, Kai, it's it's up. Or it maybe well, next. Person. Maybe he'll maybe come to person. Bochum then. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I'm down. I don't have a. I don't have. A, I would take Kai Wagner. I don't think the the. Hani Mukhtar. If if I'm Bochum, I'm getting Hani Mukhtar, Kai Wagner, Julian Glessel. I'm getting all the Germans up in the league. Uh, uh, Fabian Herbers. Uh, um, Fabian Herbers. Oh, you were you had me with the first three. Well, what? I'm just I'm just coming up with Eric Tommy, the new guy over at Sporting Kansas City. I'm just I'm just getting them all. I'm like. Guys, I gotta, come, I gotta, help both of them out. Come back. I got a good look at. I got a good look at Fabian Harris on Sunday. He's not. He's not. He's not Bundesliga quality. But it's all right. Um, <laughs> Shakiri is at least. Um, okay, cool. Shakiri looks like. Shakiri looks like a caricature of a washed Euro player in MLS. He just has this expression. His hair is oh, it's a, he's like he looks like he just got out of he just rolled out of bed. Came to the came to the game and he has this constant look of like this is just stupid. He was at Studio Fifty Four <laughs> last night. Although in, in his defense, like, he looked a little bit like that in Europe too. So right, no, right. his look hasn't changed. I'm not even saying this is his personality or that he's even so terrible. But his look, he when he when you look at him, he's like, yep, that's the that's it, washed Euro guy in MLS. This is this is it. This is the picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Didn't you have something you wanted to share with the, with the class, Bjorn? Oh my, the Sprachgefühl. Well, that's more. We can talk about that when we get to the, get to MLS because that's what's uh, that's what's oh. been happening. That's oh, what's it's been part happening. Of MLS. Yes, yes, it is. It is. I mean, do you want to go there now? We could. Well, this uh, is do it. you have anything? I'm, do I'm have anything of, left for Germany and Europe? I'm at kind all? of it. I'm kind of. This is kind of it for the German for the Germans. I think we so, could. Right? Uh, we could look, take a little look about what's uh, for Bochum. Another road uh, for Bochum goes on the road to SC Freiburg. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We have Bayern against Mönchengladbach. So that's when the the Gladbach, who are now in second place, are also going to put some going to put some distance put between. Although they beat them twice last year. But I think that also is not going to happen again. So we'll see. You you, you wasted your so, wins a year ago. You can't, yeah, get, you can't get them so, two years in a row. So I think that's going to probably create some distance there. Union Berlin on the road at Schalke. Oh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Dortmund on the road in Berlin. Uh, we have Bremen against Frankfurt. That's actually kind of an interesting matchup. Yeah. Köln should, against Stuttgart. Yeah, this is, what's, this is what's happening. But yeah, Bochum, Bochum on the road in Freiburg early, early game Friday night. We will see. Lass uns sehen. Yeah, we will see. Um, we will see. But yeah, good stuff. Moving on, Gladbach. Every week, it's like, all right, good luck, <laughs> couple of good luck, Gladbach. Go out there and give it your all. You definitely have more yeah. quality to offer, you know. And like I said, you've, yeah. you've handled them before. A road win, a road win puts them puts them in first place. All right, Gladbach, you can be first place. It's on you. Do yeah. it. Mahin. Mahin. They still have. Uh, they still uh, uh, have their control their own destiny, as they say nice. in baseball. Nice. <laughs> right. Yogi Berra. <laughs> we'll bring, we invoke Yogi Berra. 
Oh, uh, who, okay. I've, who I've said before is a big was a big soccer fan back in the day. If we uh, if if you want competitive, if you want a competitive league, all you have to go, all you have to look at is Major League Soccer. Things are yeah, tight. This is sort of the other side of the coin. It's it's very competitive, almost in a huh type of way. <laughs> but nobody, it's very competitive, but nobody cares. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like all the teams are built to be of same quality. <laughs> so you know and of course people push and pull that rule but at the end of the day the quality on the field is relatively similar uh not not all over the pitch but a large parts of the pitch and uh and then when it's all over with it doesn't matter they get jumbled into a popcorn playoff and <laughs> whoever wins, wins so it's like the exact we're just, opposite we're just we're just a little down this week on all the on all the all the leagues we cover yeah no I'm just, I'm just i'm just offering all the right listeners and people we have find something else find something else too. yeah the bundesliga is already over mls, MLS is doesn't weird. really matter ultimately doesn't really matter well, there was a tweet. Um, there was a tweet exp- uh, showcasing two different athletic. I wish I could credit who it was. Articles. One was about how the Bundesliga is not competitive enough, and then the other one was about how MLS is like too competitive or something. MLS is like they criticize both leagues for the for for what they are, okay. and it's like, well, they're polar opposites. So it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's one or the other, you know. Um, well, you know. everybody everybody makes the playoffs in MLS except one. Except one team has officially bowed out of the playoff race, and that's DC United. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Wayne. Oh, that's right. They got so earlier in the season for a little history. Philly Union beat them seven nothing. Right, they just destroyed them, and it lost Hernan Losata his job. Kind of it wasn't really that; it was other stuff. But they just destroyed him, and then they meet again over the weekend. And what was the score? It was six nothing. Six so nothing like, we'll at home against Philly against Philly Union, we'll and uh, and yeah. uh, Wayne Rooney basically said, "Yeah, we thought uh, we thought we could make a playoff run when I took over, but who are we kidding?" He he said, "Let's be let's be realistic. It's not going to happen. They have a uh, um, uh, they have a an impressive minus twenty seven goal differential. They have." Uh, 28 goals, 28 goals, 28 goals scored, which is the worst in the East, and 55 conceded, which is by far really the worst anywhere. Um, and uh, Wayne Rooney should put a jersey on and some shorts and run out there himself. And still yeah, they're they're right now they're 13 points out of a playoff spot with eight games to go. That's not going to happen. And so they're out, but everybody else really is still in. Yeah, it's I mean, tight. I guess, I guess in the in the in the East, certainly everybody is. I mean, Atlanta United, Chicago, and Toronto all have thirty points, so they're 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 still in it. And so everybody in the East still has a chance. Um, Nashville. So real quick, last week, <clears throat> Bjorn, you were out of town. You were skiing or something. Where were you at? I was uh, I was hiking the Presidential Range in New Hampshire. Right. 
Yeah, it's August. Why would you be skiing anywhere? But yeah, it's August. So, yeah, I would have. I would have to go to Chile or something to go skiing. <laughs> yeah, you skiing. went to Chile last week, right? On a random uh, hella skiing yeah. adventure, where they dropped right. from a helicopter on a. That's on right, a because ski. I am extremely wealthy, and I I just travel like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're like you're like the Richard Branson, the nobody knows. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but I'm not Richard Branson. I'm just distantly related to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so so I had I had a friend of ours, Ryan Barker. Uh, or Baker, I'm sorry, uh, come and fill in. He's a natural SC fan, and we had a little Excellent. focus on soccer in the South and soccer in Atlanta and Charlotte and Nashville. And he's a little he's a little unhappy with the season, and you know he's like, my coach's okay, blah blah. So we're doing the whole like, you know, the the fish is rotting a little bit. You know, Hani Mukhtar is still amazing, but other than that, people are underperforming. And you know, Walker Zimmerman did a little bit of a blunder last week, but Nashville had a very confident four nothing win over FC Dallas over the weekend. So good on them. If you want to predict this league, good luck. Because, you know, Chicago was on yeah. a run, but NYCFC handled them last weekend. And NYCFC had a little bit of a rough game against Inter Miami just the week before. So it's a little bit. Oh, place. not Same to mention. It's, yeah. Not to mention Wednesday night, which really was a low point, a low point of our year. Remind me. What was Wednesday I night? I know. Uh, we, lost, uh, we lost at at home, uh, home in this case being Red Bull Arena. Red Bull Arena. Uh, we lost uh, at our non-home to uh, Charlotte FC, 3-1. Yeah, that's crazy. Were, were you and, at that game? Uh, I was at that game because yeah. I am a glutton for punishment. Uh, I was at that game with like, uh, I don't know, 800 maybe of my closest friends <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in, the, in the stands. There was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, these, these Red Bull Arena games are not, not generally well attended and this was uh this was one of them and uh just we just uh crushed them i thought we were like absolutely dominant for a lot of it but could not uh couldn't find the back of the net and then only scored through what can only be described as a zontax show so that was that's what i was oh is it time is it maybe time to do this is it time? Our little jingle. I love that. Sprachgefühl. We haven't done this in a while. The Sprachgefühl yeah. is the part of the show where we explain to you, you know, more so than just translate a word that is used in German. It's kind of more of a, uh, uh, you know, we give you a little glimpse in how how uh, uh you know our cultures think about these things differently it's a cultural milieu it's a yes. derek ray if you will he, he does a lot of spots oh. those broadcasts well he just likes to yeah he likes to over enunciate it makes my skin crawl <laughs> he would say Sprachgefühl. <laughs> he well, he Sprachgefühl. he's a scottish broadcaster so Sprachgefühl. he's just a little too pleased with this german enunciation yeah. that's all but no <laughs> No power to more power to him. He's obviously uh, a great, uh, great commentator. I don't mean to uh, talk shit about Derek Gray. Anyway, Sonntagsschuss. You don't know what it is? No. A Sonntagsschuss is, I guess, literally translated. It's a Sunday shot. Right. And really, what it means is like you're not gonna. It's a shot. You don't, you're not gonna make it every day. Like this is just, you know, you take it. Uh, uh, 
like once in a blue moon will this let go me in. look up the goal in question this was the nycfc goal on wednesday yes maxime Cheneau, uh scored it and uh I mean, this that was really the it was the epitome of a Sontag shows. So it's one of the, it's like a fluky thing. Yeah, let's see here. It's uh, oh, that's a penalty. I'm looking at the highlights. So it's like a fluky. Let's see what we got here. Oh, and, oh, it's oh, NYC scored the first goal. Uh, no, this the is highlights. The it was already one one. What am I missing? Oh, here? interesting. We skipped the first. Well, the first oh. one. This is Charlotte on a counter. Oh, oh, that was a barely just crossed the line thing. Yeah, yeah. VAR had to to intervene. Awarded. Okay, let's see. Let's see the Zontag shows. Oh, there you go. Just yeah, it's a nice banger from out of the box. Well, it's also you know it's your it's your center back. It's center back Maxime Cheneau. He doesn't take a lot of shots. And that's in Zontax shows. And then we had another one, really had another one against Chicago, the first scale uh, against Chicago. Check check that one out. It's 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 almost the same, actually. It's a little more dynamic in that uh, Gabi Pereira. Is it Maxim? Uh, it's not Maxim Shemot twice. No, it's a different, it's a different player, but a very similar, very similar placement coming sort of, yeah, like I said, a little bit more dynamic, but uh another Zontax shows, two in a row. So does that mean like like it's it's quite a goal, but like it's very much like don't expect this to happen again. Just yeah, just goal. don't count. Yeah, just don't cut. Just don't count on it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, another one right out the rock out of the box. This actually reminds me. That's I knew I wanted to bring some out with the Mainz game. So I watched Mainz Mainz Augsburg. Was it? I want to say, but uh, hell of a goal at the end. There was there was a rocket of a goal outside the box. It was like one of the fastest goals I've ever seen. Just smash it outside the box, slow, uh, uh, hard and fast, bottom corner, boom. It was almost like a hockey puck flying in the corner okay. of the goal. So great goal. And then Tyler Adams almost got one of those against lead. He had a rocket. Oh, he shot. did. That's true. Oh, rocket here we go. Hold on. Uh, you look at the Mines game? I am. Yeah, I think it's the Mines game. I mean, what a rocket of a shot. Um, it'll be like it was like in the 89th minute. Yeah. I, th- oh, I think it was the winner, wasn't it? No. What am I looking up? Um, I really should Google this stuff. Oh, no, that was the that was the uh, uh, no, that was the it must have been the first one then. And, or I'm thinking of a different game because it was kind of oh, you're thinking of a different game, yeah. Okay, that's all right. Um, or was it Ausport? Was it Ausport who got the Augsburg Mines? No. That's what I was just looking at. It's a, yeah. it's all right. Well, that's what a zone test is. I guess I, I, uh, yeah, like you can't count on it. It's like, uh, it's like the Zontags braten, you know, like the special, it's the special roast <laughs> that you make on a, you can't, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna feed you. It's not gonna feed you every day. It's just gonna feed you one day a week. And I think this is sort of like that. And I guess I was using it more as a, as a, uh, uh, the symptom of the state of our offense we're relying on on kind of some fluky some fluky goals and it's been it's been it's a, a little i mean that charlotte game was just sad i found and, it by the uh, way it's frankfurt Köln. Frankfurt, oh, okay. uh, frankfurt was leading and then at the very last minute Köln, that's what's so beautiful about it uh what's his face with his hat that Köln coach um uh was sitting there and all of a sudden right at the end of the game Köln with just this beautiful half volley uh, to tie it 1-1, it was just a rocket of a shot right in the corner of the thing. 
So if you want to check it out, it's Kong Frankfurt. If you haven't seen that goal, check out that late, late equalizing goal from Cone, former Excellent. home of Anthony Modest. Just sort of quite a rocket. Oh yeah. They were some they were sort of discussing his departure. I read something in Kika about right. how they were like it was just a uh, uh, a symptom of greed. They were very blunt calling out his uh his, going his for move, more money. To, yeah, he's going for more money. It's like it's, Oh, it's, that's it's, ridiculous. It's greed, I mean, it's greed over greed over loyalty. Yeah. Well, oh, loyal and how did this pay him? How about that, Cone? If Dortmund offer money, your job is to match or or find, you can't maybe match it dollar for dollar, but you can be like we're going to give you a raise, whatever it takes to keep you here. Because there's value in maybe not moving. I don't know. But, like, uh, you know, that's typical corporate speak. Of all, like, oh, loyalty, blah, 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 blah. It's almost like people work for money, almost, <laughs> to buy goods and services. Oh, yeah. Well, there's all this. Yeah. Oh, they were both good goals in this game, actually. Yeah. This was, I, I, was good. I caught a decent part of this game. Too. This is a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, or now, now, or Barcelona is a different example of this now, where they're like, "Oh, we can't pay you what we said we would pay you, so now you can leave or take less." Loyalty. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think people should feel bad for. It's a if you're a professional athlete, your career is short. You got to make of it where you can. I don't and if think, you're a good player, uh, value yourself. I mean, and they, it's they yeah, and it's it is it is up to the clubs to to uh pay pay up um yeah, rebels Varen long wants money pay him money they're already acting like he's leaving everyone's acting like he's gone somebody was him. asking me pay since him. you're bringing up bringing up uh the red bulls somebody's asking me who is the worst is as we were watching the chicago game uh, after the so yeah after the charlotte debacle nycfc beat chicago two to zero and as i was uh watching that game somebody was asking me via text if Shakiri is the worst DP in the league, and Shakiri. Uh, and I had to think. Of, I had to think about it. No. And dollar dollar for dollar, he probably is. Like if you're if you're taking his salary into consideration, because he gets he makes like eight million eight, a year or eight something. Eight million, something big. He makes one of the big. But the awards. other. But then I was briefly thinking about uh, Klimala as a candidate for this <sighs> yeah. for this title of yeah. of of not great DPs, but then after some more thought that it's really the, 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 the title is undisputed. It's definitely Douglas Costa for the LA <laughs> galaxy. He, he is, he is so yeah. obviously not interested, not in shape. With DPs, not, uh, we, we have players that you want to do better, but then there's also players that you totally forgot about. And those are the bad DPs. Those are the ones that <laughs> yeah. get paid three million dollars a year. And you don't even you don't even realize they're in the they're league. not even they don't even come around. they barely even yeah. get into the game. And yeah, Douglas Costa. I mean, when we saw that Galaxy and OCFC game, first game of the season, we looked at him and we're like, Oh, because he used to be good. I used to yeah, he was great. I used was to be impressed with him when he was a player, and I, I really I really liked him as a player. Yeah, but we were like, "Oh, he is not. Uh, he Mr. he is he is not ready." And now, he, now that he will be ready. And so, yeah, he's. I think he is. He's. He probably deserves the title, undisputed of worst worst EP in the league currently. LA Galaxy is still working their way in. They had a couple of good games. Uh, LAFC, the most surprising result of the weekend was our very own freight train. Yeah, Germany against- has Brian Minchin. MLS has LAFC, against, but LAFC uh, lost 2-1 to San Jose over the weekend. 
It's like, okay. Okay, San Jose. Um, <laughs> well, good job. Well done, San Jose. You know, that's a Zotach shus of a result. Right? Of a result. They can they continue to <laughs> confound, right? I mean, the San Jose and RSL, I guess, take the take the uh take the prize of the most chaotic teams, perhaps now and yeah. RSL just plays, by the way. They're completely but the same, but but they are similarly kind of feast or famine, right? Like right. in a way that that uh, you just don't know what to make of them. And but I guess NYCFC still... in their current in their yeah. current iteration are, are up there too. Where New York Red Bulls like too. It's, it's oh yeah, such a Jekyll and Hyde for them. I mean, maybe that's the nature of MLS and parody and some of that. Like against Atlanta, uh, 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 they they manhandled them uh, in midweek. It's really took care of them could have been more than two one against going to austin absolutely destroyed it what i mean by that is they're playing into their strategy they're doing the high press up top you keep the ball we're just going to focus on your mistakes or that works like so when it works it works they did it against austin and atlanta uh hmm. and then against cincinnati they had a, a decent one one game patrick Klimala finally scored off a pretty poorly taken penalty if i don't say so myself he scored it kind of slow and down the middle. It's like any other keeper could have easily caught that. Um, but uh, but then but then uh, they also have these terrible losses where it's like they're hopeless. You just don't know. So they were on a little bit of a losing streak. And with New York Red Bulls, you just don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes when they play into the strategy and into their strength, they get a really great, confident, dominant game going on. But then, then other times they're just out of their depth and out of class. Mm-hmm. And they just don't have enough players to put on the field and, you know, John Tolkien plays and or, 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 or Dylan Nealis plays in three different positions and, and there's just not much for them to do. So uh, but we have the new sport director, Joachim Schneider, uh coming in uh from Leipzig. He's fresh. They asked a billion questions about Is he gonna bring uh, gonna bring Timo Werner with him? He said it's not out of the realm of possibility to sign a bigger player. He's like, We're not just here to develop players. We're not a farm bigger, team. We're here to bigger win like Bigger as in like taller yeah, than five, six feet. Yeah, six, like a bunch of NBA players. <laughs> He's like, it's not the round possibility for us to player. sign some Harlem Globetrotters. Bigger <laughs> like, player like uh, uh, Pogba's, Pogba's brother. Yeah, Augustine Pogba. Uh, hey, if you want to talk brothers, New Rebels is uh, plenty of them. We had Gigao, which was Kakao's brother, who was a fraud. I don't even think he could know how oh, to play yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah, we, had, we had John Rooney. I think his name was Wayne Rooney's little brother. Played for us for a year, and he actually wasn't terrible. I was actually fine. And, and then, all the, and right then the greatest brother of all, find. Bradley Wright Phillips, Sean <laughs> <laughs> Wright Phillips' brother. All the Wright Phillipses you could find. <laughs> and we got the right Wright Phillips. We got the right Wright Phillips because he was a great player for us. And Sean Wright Phillips came to play, and he was a little past his prime and didn't have much to offer for us. Um, and I think I don't think that's it. I think we've had other brothers like the New York Rebels. <laughs> We're all about those brothers. I'm surprised Augustine Pogba doesn't play for the New York Rebels. Um, so it's whoever funny. Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi's brother is, I mean, New York Rebels, we'll we'll, take, we'll pick you up. Um, but yeah, it's a very but that's the nature of MLS. Like LAFC losing two one over the weekend, all of a sudden, yeah, it's just an LA Galaxy destroying teams for nothing. All of a sudden, you know, it's like it's such a I, Jekyll I mean, and Hyde. I I I yeah, it's it's a. Uh... Nashville winning. It's interesting. What do, what do we what do we want? Right, we're complaining about the Bundesliga that it's it's over before it even really began, and uh, and MLS the, the MLS ride doesn't stop until the final whistle. Of the MLS right, where you're like you have no idea. It's like uh, it's really 
both extremes are frustrating in their own way. It's sort of like now well, all of a sudden SKC is good. SKC yeah. found themselves a striker, and uh, everything's everything's turning around for them. Their um, German scored a goal again. Tommy scored a goal over the weekend. Their new German. Yeah, Chicago is now bad again. Like it's all it's it's just. Uh, don't sleep uh, on Toronto. Toronto might still turn it around. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm on record as saying they're not going to make the playoffs. Although I've been, I've had this know. streak of have this streak of being wrong recently. So who knows? But well, um, they're five points off a spot. So it is, and and there are what seven games left? Maybe eight, seven. Or eight they games looked left a little. Left. They looked a little exhausted. They looked yeah. a little like. They looked a little. Like, Let's just let's just try again next year. Let's just all take a breath. This is this was a lot going on this year. I don't know. Seattle, by the way, same thing with them. Seattle, are they, are they to? gonna? I mean, that would be really the MLSist, the MLSist <laughs> thing possible. If Seattle, after becoming the first team to ever win the Concacaf Champions League, would miss the playoffs for the first right. for yeah. the first time. Yeah, the first American team to win right. uh, CCL. It's the first. It's a ten-year-old tournament, and Seattle's the first team to ever win it. <laughs> all, all the results of the past. The first American team. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you don't know that and you listen to the show, what are you doing here? Every, be, every final of the should, the crocheting, the crocheting podcast is. Uh, uh, is anyway. I, know, so, I just love uh, the idea of a, of a tournament that no one can win because all the no one can win. Abandoned. It's been we've been doing it for ten years. Everybody just drops out. So, <laughs> anyway, it's a tournament no one can win. As I was trying to say, the yeah, MLSs right. thing of all time right. that could happen would be for Seattle to miss the playoffs for the first time in their history, the same year that they win CCL as the first American team ever. That would just be on brand for this league. Right? Not in a good way, I don't no. think. But 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 it does. It shows to our main weakness is depth. MLS clubs' big weakness is depth. You know. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because Seattle once Rui Diaz went down, and he still doesn't look hundred percent. He but he's back. Like he's, he just broke a record. Back. I think he's, he's two back. goals short of being their highest goal scorer. I think I want to say. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, but but with that being said, though, Seattle is only one point away from a playoff spot yeah i think i think they will i think they'll do it um rui diaz is back but now christian roldan has got hurt right is that uh i didn't check is that uh uh world cup um uh to be honest might not have made the roster one healthy because he's that's right he's 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 definitely one of those one of those Uh, players let's see we'll be rested again christian roldan will be rested hold on let me check foot mob uh jimmy sands the jimmy sands is now the starting center back for the rangers yeah maybe maybe he'll make his way a late push there but that'll be i don't see any injury soon. news on his foot mob i don't know about christian Roldan. uh big injury gio reyna came out and played a few minutes against dortmund over the weekend just going back to yeah. germany real quick so he's we'll getting see. minutes thankfully hopefully we'll get him in healthy in time if Pulisic and Reyna and Aronson and Adams are healthy by the World Cup and McKenney, I'll be happy. Those are that that's is a very crudes, good. You know. Yeah, they are they are important. Match. But yeah, I mean, the, I think the the second center back spot is still pretty open, probably. Right. right? I still think it's Chris Richards. I think he's getting his minutes at Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think he's perhaps. Gonna, 
But yeah, but James Sands, a little bit of an outside shot because right now the main center backs would be Zimmerman, Richards, and then Aaron Long would probably be right in there. I mean, I think he could at least make the roster because he's so flexible. He could be the yeah. he can he could play the six. It's it's surprising to me that he is now really a straight up center back for Rangers because he's been that's I did never thought that was his strongest position. But anyway. He could well, still make a push. In other in other player news, NFC signed Elias Pellegrini, the leftover, the fourth, yeah, the, the fourth forgotten DP, DP. Inter Miami's fourth DP, uh, who yeah, they had to ship DP. off. Right. A surplus DP that had oh, we had a fourth one. We're gonna have to ship him somewhere, and they loaned <laughs> him out, and now we signed him off of waivers. So that'll be interesting. I don't know. I have no MLS idea. Waivers, maybe. I have no Bochum idea what to Bochum needs to sign players off waivers. If I'm Bochum, I'm going to be like, hey, can we join your waiver draft? Bochum is, <laughs> Bochum is, Bochum is waving, the, waving the white flag on this <laughs> on this season. Yeah, good, good on you. Again, you're picking up all these great players. I look at that and I'm like, come on, New York Red Bulls. There's waivers. You can't get is a guy a great, waivers. Is he a great player? I was like, I don't know. Is he a great player? I mean, nothing. I don't know, but but he, he is a player of value. No, nothing, well scouted. No, nothing, they paid him no uh, money. Let's it was, see. Let's, he, it he was spent, interesting. He kind of last uh, season in Argentina, right? Uh, on, on loan at where? He was at like or one of those Mexico or Ramos. was it, was it oh, Mexico? I thought he was back in Argentina. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, what, what was interesting is that really what we need is a midfielder. And he, by all accounts, is a winger. Uh, but then in the, in the uh, press release... Very interestingly, they just referred to him as a midfielder. So I guess you should say nice. just decide. That's how that works. Just, just like we got a midfielder. A, we got it. And uh and Ian, jo- Ian Joy, uh, Ian Joy and Joe Tallison were hyping him as a as a pressing machine, like that he's gonna make up the pressing intensity that we've lost when Tati left. Anyway, that's happening. Well, he was we'll at, he's from Estudiantes and he was just at Estudiantes. That's his hometown mm-hmm. club, okay. I think. So just send him uh, 19 appearances and one goal for Inter Miami. No appearances for Fort Lauderdale CF, as that was just some business work. He's never going to play for them. <laughs> yeah, he never played. Uh, That's for, just uh, where they could ship him off on short notice. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to get rid of. We need to get it rid didn't of work because they got punished yeah, go after to, that. Go anyway. to Fort Lauderdale. He's like, okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna use. I'm just gonna use the bathroom. Yeah, and then he, he and then Inter Miami didn't. Did, did, they got punished either way. So that was all good. Well, good on you for hoarding players and bringing them in. <laughs> hoarding. No, we're hoarding them. All right. We'll As see. a new Red Bulls fan, everyone hoards players. It's like, oh, it must be nice to have a full senior. To hoard roster. all these. Oh, yeah, we, I think we only we have like the fewest senior <laughs> players side. Because everybody's just hoarding them. You can't, get your hands, can't get your hands on any players with all these teams hoarding. Yeah, yeah, you're hoarding, hoarding them the all. Players. We're trying. That's what Joachim Schneider said to us. It's like, we've been trying, but there's no players available. <laughs> They're being they're hoarded. All, they're all on contract <laughs> in all these other clubs, so... We have to only play our kids. It's a game on developmental contracts. I got, I'm going back to the park this Sunday to see if I see if there's any players wandering around. Yeah, but but unfortunately, the other clubs keep hoarding them all, and they just can't. We can't sign senior players to senior contracts. It used to be you could just walk down the street and there'd be like a play, but now they're being hoarded. Yeah, there was a guy with a sign saying, "We'll play an MLS for food or whatever for reasonable amounts of food." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's our wacky MLS. So, so, so here we are: two German American fans. 
the German-American soccer experience is about the, the, the two sides of the coin. We got one league that seems done with, and we're like, what's going on? We got another league. You don't know what's happening. So you have it's no like idea who's who and what who's good and who isn't and who's what team is going to show up. Yeah. Two wild rides. And this week, this week, uh, we hate them both. <laughs> Next well, week. no, but that's it. But the, the plus size is you can you have your cake, you too. So it's like, you know what? I want a league where the winner is already predetermined. I can flip that on. And if I want a league where the winner is not at all predetermined, and in fact, I'll put serious mind that LAFC is not going to win MLS Cup this year. Because if you're usually doing strong on this. LAFC is not going to win MLS Cup this year. Okay. You know, I mean, last year, the only reason I went to CFC won is because Philly Union had like 13 players out due to COVID in that semifinal. Fuck off with that. This is not. Uh... <laughs> talk you like of that? You like triggering? You like how I trigger you? <laughs> this, is, I mean, this is a very, yeah, I'm going to. We're at a, I'm a, at a fragile point in the season. I can't have these. Uh, yeah, well, I'm saying that's a good thing. Literally, I mean, last year you went from Dyla out in July to Dyla stripping and this is showered this is, champagne right. in November. Unfortunately, this is yeah. this is uh, 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 this is something that Sean Johnson said during the week that I thought was interesting. Where Nick right. Cushing said, "Well, yeah, after this loss against Charlotte, which was pretty definitely a low point." Yeah, like I said, definitely the the worst game of the year. Uh, also, you know, the ambience Wednesday night in Red Bull Arena uh, was tough. Yeah, anyway, so but uh, um, uh, so Nick Cushing was saying, well, yeah, you know, we had last we had a we had a we went through a tough period too, and then we won the cup. And Sean Johnson came out and was like, I wish people would just stop talking about last right. year. It's like not everybody. Who has a who has a bad period and the season goes on to win the? Ch- it's not like this is we you can't count on oh just because we did it last year it's like oh it doesn't matter we can just sort of keep yeah your season these last games. year was a zontachshus of a season wouldn't you say? No, I would not say that. I thought we were very good for most of it and we deserved to win the cup. Yeah. Who was better than we were? New England Revolution was a lot better. Philly Union. Was oh, we opened, except we beat them in their stadium. Yeah, after a month off. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. All I'm saying is like MLS is a wild ride. <laughs> MLS, and it's hard no, to that don't is, bet on it. Don't predict it. It's that's a wild that ride. is true. But I I would say as a to put a positive spin on it, since you know negative emotions are really not any worse than positive emotions i would i would offer like we're all we're in it for the whole experience right like the 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 goal is to to have the full the full range of experience and uh, an mls team will will provide that for you you don't know no, what's going to happen 100%. you're going in you're going in and uh, i would say i have soccer a is exciting soccer i don't care who you are like the last a, few weeks of the league and then the playoffs that's that's fun time those are good games yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and this is also where your fandom is tested i was i had a uh my friend nick came to the game on wednesday he's a relatively new he's now a season ticket holder relatively new addition and he said, this is, uh, I mean, it really was a terrible game and lost very frustratingly. And he's like, I feel this is uh, uh, where I feel even closer to the team. And I, I agree. Right. It's like, it's those, right. it's those, those low points that really the connection. Maybe can get on the bandwagon and right. book a, book a flight to Portland to come right. to the, uh, to come to the MLS cup final, MLS you cup, know, and yeah. that's good. But like, 
those are the things you remember the Wednesday, the Wednesday night, right? New Jersey Red Bull Arena loss against a team that didn't exist like six months earlier. Yeah. No, that, that does. And that, and people ask me, and like, you know, you've had friends ask you, so, like, Stefan, why are you a new Red Bulls fan? Right? Why? Because, you know, the stadium's empty. It's depressing. It's a depressing organization, and they've lost so many fans over the years, um, which again is very trying, and maybe they can work harder to bring them back. But you're right. It, it, I've had so many moments in that stadium at Red Bull Arena. I was there for the snow game where it was canceled against DC United and you had to come back the next day. And then, and then the next day was a depressing loss. I remember we had, it was just like, I've been there so many times when Nick De Leon from DC United would just eliminate us. Like I've been there. I've been there so many times when we scored a lot of goals. I had a good time. And then we were there when I was just there when I was heartbroken, when our season ended and stuff. And I was just a long two hour train ride home. And it's like that. I've just, I just can't, I just can't quit on that. You know what I mean? If if, yeah. if you like them for a reason, if you're a fan, and I was because I lived in New York and I wanted an MLS club to support, and they were the team at the time, then I became a fan. And then you know, at first it was like check out some games, and then I was with them when they ran the MLS Cup in twenty in two thousand and eight, um, and that was also quite a wild ride where we won the Western Conference right, 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 <laughs> to right. get to the final that year. It was a very last minute run under Juan Carlos Osorio and. You know, and it was just like, it's just like when you, I was in a packed little bar when we lost the final, and it's just like I was there with everybody yelling and cheering, and those moments cement your time as a fan. That's like now, if I were to stop rooting for New York Red Bulls, I'm like, all that time was wasted. It's like, what's up with me? Why did I? It's like tough. I, I'm 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 thick and thin. I'm there, man. And it's like yeah. it's a relationship. You know, clubs are are the mentality of owners is they're just stewards. And that clubs belong to the fans. The fans are in charge of the club. Owners come and go. Coaches come and go. Players come and go. But fans don't. Fans they will stay. Be there, yeah. That's the point. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, screw New York Red Bulls. I'm just going to go. Like, like I'm in L.A. I'm trying to turn LAFC or LA Galaxy into sort of my secondary teams. And it's like, I'm fine with them, but I wish them all the best. Uh, you know, have I think the I have same. their jersey. Yeah. But I haven't died thick and thin with those guys. I died thick and thin with my New Jersey Red Bulls out in, out in New Jersey, you know. So yeah, exactly. Just you had you said sounds like you had a similar moment where it's like it's not about the titles, it's about the experiences, it's about the relationship. Yeah. It's about, you know, how imperfect you are, about signings and you know, and stuff like that. You know, it's about it's it, it's about the whole picture, you know. Yeah, and like and the full yeah, the full range of the full range of emotions. It's not just yeah. all is it, yeah. Because then eventually you win a cup or you win a couple supporter shields. It feels you know? feels much better. Yeah, I mean that that 2013 supporter shield title, man. I'll tell you, that was a great great feeling. And our sport director Schneider in his interview came in. He had a big intro interview. He's like, "We won three supporter shields." It's like we haven't well not won titles. It's like, yeah, that was five years ago. So it's been five years. So let's. Uh, Let's pick it up, my friend. We'll see. And Schneider even offered. He's like, we get the right momentum and luck. Who knows what happens? Pretty much he's like, guaranteed. He's saying the same thing. He's saying the opposite of what Sean Johnson said. He's like, hey, it's MLS. Uh, we could, you know, we go to the playoffs. Anything and, could happen. Uh, right. He's just like banking on luck. <laughs> Our sport director came to New York and his interview said, luck will give us a title. <laughs> Perhaps. So I mean, thanks, the, the thing about... Uh... The thing about MLS, you don't have these like financial barriers uh, that exist in Europe, but it's it's so many teams, you know. 
Right. We have it's you're not going to win something every year. It's just like there's 28, no. there's 28 teams. It's and there's going to be, be more uh, soon. We got we got St. Louis coming next year. No, it's it's a big old. As much so as I love the league, are, at the end the of the day, odds are not odds are not in odds are not in your favor to win yeah. win a title very often. So you gotta yeah, you have to embrace also, it while it lasts. The same rules. And, so when it comes to MLS, it's like everyone knows at the beginning of the season what the deal is. All right, it's a regular season, unbalanced, so so that's why it's imperfect. Um, and then and then you got your playoffs and the seat, you know, like everyone has the same rules. So but we all know what the whole point is. So everyone it's like it's the beginning of the year, twenty clubs, there's one MLS cup at the end of it, one winner, one title, one game, go get it. And then that's what happens. That's the season. So every year someone wins that prize. And uh whether they you know, you can debate whether they deserve it or not all day, but at the end of the day, Everyone had the same rules. So if they didn't win it, someone else, why didn't someone else do it? You know? All right. And there you go. There you go. That's me. Well, that's me backtracking on um, my NYCFC criticism. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like some years are better than that. The 2010 season always sticks out to me as being like quite the fluke. Like Colorado was such a blah team. And they came, they snuck in last place. They just had a great run on the way to the play. They I won that last cup right. that year. It's just like, okay. It's like, okay, Colorado. Good. Good job. And then the, the chief executive of Volkswagen was at the final giving the scoring award to Connor Casey, formerly of Mainz, once upon a mm-hmm. time, who was the scoring leader of the playoffs or the season or something. And he didn't even say his name right. He's like, this award goes to Casey Connor. And just hands it to him. It's like, thanks. <laughs> it's like a very, like... Just like very, like, it was like a very like underwhelming event. We don't know who you are. Yeah, that's <laughs> just funny. MLS Cup that year in general was like okay, and the season's over. All right, <laughs> on to, moving on to next year. On to next and one. Colorado has never been the, the <laughs> like literally the Colorado is the example of what everyone wants, like what Chris Schneider wants. They are the epitome of hey, maybe if you get lucky, you'll win a title. <laughs> the only club that's pulled that off so far. So, so good on New York Red Bulls trying to copy the Colorado Rapids 2010 strategy. We'll see we'll if see. it pays off. See what happens. If it pays off. Cool. All right. Have well, we done I, it? I think we've done it. I think we pooed our gloves enough this week. <laughs> and we did the German American Bundesliga, uh, MLS. Huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got well, one ride's done. The other ride is who knows. So uh, it's the part. It's the fan. Hop on, and it goes all the way into the World Cup, the Weltmeisterschaft, the VM. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been the Schitzel Boys. If you have right. stuff you want to say to us, which I'm sure you do, hop on. We got comments. Email us. Tweet at us. We're, we will guarantee you we will engage with you. We're very oh, engageful. Yeah. Um, we, we, we engage. We engage. All right. Uh, bis nächste Woche. Tschüss. Tschüss. Tschüss.